systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. You know, I do kind of feel like a wrestler with all my K-tape. K-tape, huh? Yeah. We got K-tape on both feet today. What does it stand for? Kinesio tape. That's it. Is that the brand or just like the name? Um, so I trying to figure out like if we're in band aid territory. Kind of, yeah. So I know there are other brands. Okay. Um, but K tape is the brand. That's the brand. Ever. But you okay. can get a different brand. So but they K- call it all. T- it's like Kleenex. What's you know? it called? Yeah. So what's it actually called? It's, Kinesio it's, tape. That's the the, the generic the name. The generic for it. name is Kinesio tape. But this brand, this brand, but is someone put K-tape. out one called K tape. Yeah. They said that's a big word. Americans don't like to learn how yeah, to read. No. So we're gonna make that some bitch K tape, and that's the go to brand now. Good I for do. Them. I I feel kind of a hundred years old today because I had to tape both feet for dance class. You do look pretty taped up. Because like an athlete, I it hurts. Like well, my I've had some pain on the top of my left foot, which. The orthopedist said, it's all good, no stress fracture, just probably sort of arthritis, some tendonitis. But I've been swimming a lot, too, and now my right foot is starting to hurt. So I had danced today, and I'm like, I'll put tape you on know, both my feet. I'm gonna I, it's so listen. wild, though. It's so wild because it works. I'm, I was having a lot of pain, and I put this tape on, and nothing, zero pain. I'm going to sound like an asshole. You I always sound like an asshole. I don't mean to sound like an asshole. It's okay. But if, like, you were driving a car and you got two cars, right? And let's say you drive your car 120 miles an hour and and you're whipping around corners and you take it out off roads. And then you got the other car in the house that, let's say, your partner drives and they drive it, speed limit, and they uh, put on their turn signal and they only go on paved roads. Eventually, you're going to say, wow, that one car is just going to shit a lot faster than the Are other one. Are you telling me I'm going to shit? No, no, no. Shit? I told you I was going to sound like an asshole. But you got to stay. You always do. You've so. got to stay with me for I'm this. I'm with you. I'm with you. It seems like then when you got the new car, you would be like, hey, maybe this time you shouldn't, you know, take the car off-roading into the dunes and whipping around. Maybe take a little bit better care of it. And you go, yeah, that's probably a good idea. I'm just saying is it any more obvious between me and you out of the person who, who really physically pushes himself so much and you've got all the wear and tear? And meanwhile, I'm like a walrus, right? Like I'm having a good time. And I show up to party when it's time to party, right? A walrus shows up when you need the walrus to fucking be there. Coo-coo-ca-choo. Right? <laughs> like, I love that that's your go-to example is I'm like a walrus. Like, I do like Bonnaroo, and there's no fucking problem, right? There's no fucking stress fractures. There's nothing wrong with my hip. And I'm just saying, if you could take a pause and maybe step back, go, maybe one methodology is better than the other. So here, and and understandable. That's a legit Isn't it? Because I'm saying, this ain't going to get better. It's not like you're 40 years old. So it's not like this is all like you bounce back from this shit and you eventually stop eating it. You're just going to need it more. But I will tell you that I have learned a lot of physical therapy exercises that help. 99% of sports injuries are because you're not stretched out in a certain spot. 
And so I fa- I've got same a- true in pornography yeah. accidents. But here's my confusion. Here's my epic confusion. Go we uh, back in March started seeking out some life insurance. You know, because we're in our forties. Mm-hmm. AJ has a very traditional checklist of things she thinks we should. I thought have. we should. I really did, and then I read more about it, and maybe it's kind of a waste of money. But we applied for it. Pat got approved quickly. Now, yeah. they did raise his rate from what they were originally we going to. We talked about that. Yeah. Fat guy. Fat guy mode. They're like, yo, fat man, your BMI says you're a walrus. So, we're going to raise that rate by 20 bucks a month. They denied me life insurance. Yeah. I'm assuming. You're not insurable. Because I have asthma. But they act like I'm on death's door, which See? I think is hilarious. I'm like, you didn't ask me like how often I go to the gym, that but I, you're gonna I'm keep, in dance class. You're going to keep trucking. I'm just going to keep trucking. Yeah. On your, I'm I'm just saying, look at the walrus. There will be, He's there, having fun. I know. There will be a day where I stop. This is not that day yet. <laughs> yeah, I, this, death. This cage. <laughs> but, but she flatlines. Well, Anyone on. who knows her, from her mother to her best friend to even the best Pat and AJ listener, goes, Oh, yeah, that's when she'll stop. You, we all know you. You're a busy bee. You're a hummingbird. Would you say the same thing to, like, the AEW wrestlers who come out with K-tape on their bodies every night? That's, that they're wearing knee braces while they kick each other's well, asses? Well, I think it's a little bit different because that's a professional choice, right? So yeah, if it's a professional choice, for it. you know, people could have said the same thing about us and our hearing during radio. Like, hey, you guys lost your fucking hearing during radio because you all blasted music yeah. into your ears for four hours a day at a decibel that your i that your iPhone would now probably yell at you for, right? Um, so there's a little bit of professional hazard put in that. But here's what I'm saying. Obviously, I, I don't want to tell you, don't do things that you love. But I'm just saying, uh, you know, you have, you know, let's continue with the wrestling analogy. Any wrestling fan will get this. You got to learn that you're now a pay-per-view talent, okay? Yeah. You're not a house show talent. Your pay-per-view. Your pay-per-view. Now, this is most commonly for wrestlers who got the goods, but let's be honest. They're up there in age, and if they're out there every goddamn night, they're going to get the stress fractures. They're going to break a hip. But if you put them out there on TV once a month and in the ring once every three, they can perform their best. They don't get injured, and the fans get entertained. So what I'm saying is transition yourself from a house talent, which are the guys that are working every night. Those are the guys that are out there rest, the Sammy Guevara's of the world. Every day we're out there. Hustling, hustling, hustling. Eventually, you got to realize I'm MJF, and I only come out for the big things. Now, I will tell you. You I do. I wrestling fans, you get it. I I get it. Um, I am kind of moving to that this year because become a main eventer. I I've done uh one two three competitions this year, and two of them Mm -hmm. I've placed really well, and so I've made the decision that I'm the only I'm there's only two majors I would ever like travel to. Yeah, one is um like our regional, and then the other is nationals. But I'm I'm not gonna like travel and pay for a competition every weekend just to see how I place. Like the furthest I'm going is Palm Springs, and that's like four hours away. It's and um, that's just because I missed it last year. But you know, I I'm, I'm I get what you're saying, and that's kind of how I'm looking at it. It's like me now. What I figured out with my love of electronic dance music. I was just talking again today with someone about how far back it's gone in my life. 
But I go all the way back to probably 1990 when I really kind of got turned on. I was, I was 12 years old. And these days, every electronic act that I love and listen to, I swear to Christ, plays every day of the week, either in Tucson or Phoenix. Yeah. I'd love to go to every single one of them. Sure. In fact, an act I just saw at Bonnaroo, I'm looking at you, Grizz. It's going to be in Phoenix on July 2nd, and it's everything in my DNA not to go because I realized I'm a main eventer now. I'm 45 years main old. Main eventer, yeah. I can't go to the club nights every night. No. I can't be that person. I can't be the one no. keeping a party. Go- but you need me for Bonnaroo. That's true. All right? That's when, that's when you're like, oh, he's back. We got him. You, you need me for Gem and Jam. You need me for EDC. You need me for Coachella. I'm the main eventer guy. I can't be out at the fucking day clubs in Phoenix six days a week. I can't you know, do it. I've talked to other adult dancers about that because there are some adult dancers that go to class like two or three times a week. And I've talked to others who are like, we're, we're all like just yeah. life-wise, Level you know, because we have, we have jobs and families body, and shit though. and your body. I only go. I only can go to class once a week. That's the deal. But then I'm in the gym. I do other stuff. But yes, I will. I will push to be a main, main eventer. Yes, you're the only one that can tell yourself I you're know. a main eventer. I know. They'll keep trying to make you a house show star. I know. Go to the main event. Hey, it's 210th episode of the Pat and AJ podcast. How's everyone doing? Good. Doing all right. Better than AJ with her K tape on her. <laughs> It helps so See, much, I'm, though. It doesn't, I'm too neither much of a one of my feet hurt right listen, now. They feel so good. Not too much of a fucking pansy. The first time <laughs> I barely got hurt at a football practice, I fucking limped off the field and I went home. <laughs> I never came back. I don't know where the fuck this, like, athletic, I don't want to say with cheese mo because then that means male, right? Because it's obviously women, too. I don't know what that athletic drive is that when shit hurts, you're just like, Yeah! And, and and then to play through the hurt, and then other ones will look at each other, because now you should listen to AJ. How did she open the podcast? Go ahead, rewind it 10 minutes and find out. She says, I'm like the wrestlers. Because now she Yeah, had, they come out on stage with K-Tape. Yeah, like she said, so now it's like an identity thing. Now it's like athletes, yeah, yeah, we're K-Tape, yeah. I don't uh, think it's an identity thing. I think it's more awesome because it works. Like, that's why people swear uh, by it. I swear by it. I, I use it. Fuck that. As soon, I, as I, I as soon as I have to tape myself up because something fucking hurts, no. I used it when I ran uh, and it was nope, great. Nope, nope, nope. That's why I started I DJing. You know how much more fun it is spinning records and drinking alcohol yeah, that's than it was funny. on a football field getting your ass kicked and getting yelled at? I don't think athletes want to. <laughs> I don't think we look at injuries and say... Yeah, I think it's, it's a challenge to overcome the injury and come back to where you were. I uh, And this isn't, I wouldn't really call this an injury. This is just like wear and terror, and I'm working on it right fuck now. Fuck that. I went from Little League right into the basement with two turntables. <laughs> I said, this is far more fucking fun. But hang on. It's air conditioned. You guys, believe it or not, Pat, who claims to be the most non-athletic man on the planet, yes. but can still walk 30,000 steps a day at Bonnaroo That's without athletic. being sore. That's not athletic. 30,000? Yeah, it is. I grew up in a fucking city. We walked a I mile know. uphill well, both ways on. just to go to this corner store to get liquor. Listen. Pat's mom, when she was alive, had a picture on her fridge of mm. little Patrick oh, Jesus. as a teenager on the volleyball team, and apparently you were yeah. really good. You were a good. You played. You were a good bowler, and you were good, good at bowler. volleyball. Yeah, I mean bowler, but I can't, well, volleyball. I was okay. Bowling's not quite as physical. No, not at but all. But it's it's more skill. But um, 
volleyball, I was okay. I just had a really bad attitude with the coach. You've, you've always had a bad attitude. I smoked, too, by that time. Oh, no, really? I think he got mad because he, he was always catching me smoking. Oh, jeez. I'm like, I'm with my girlfriend. She has a vagina. You don't. <laughs> she wins, right? Um, yeah, but I never considered myself athletic. Maybe, I, I mean, because Little League, I sucked. I was, I was the right fielder. I got one hit in like four years. So Little League, I remember sucking. I got cut from the basketball team. Do they even cut people anymore? Is that a thing? So you made the basketball team and then they cut you? No, I didn't even make it. It was okay, fifth. Yeah, no. It was no, they still do that. It was fifth grade. They still have tryouts. They, they yeah. cut fifth graders? It's, and well, that's the, that's the thing, though. I think the younger oh. you get, the more, like, they're like their it fifth graders playing fifth, basketball. Fifth grade, same grade. Listen, this is the goddamn world I grew up in. Listen up, you fucking everyone else below me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fifth grade, I tried out for the St. Bruno uh, basketball team, and uh, I got a phone call at home at good old 376-3223, and it was Mr. Schiffler, who uh, was the coach of the basketball team. He was also the uh, father of a kid in my class, a family that my mother definitely did not like. Shocking. The son was smart. The mom and dad were well put together, so they were obviously oh, a, they were natural enemies. Uh, and he called me, ring, ring, ring. I go, hello, Patrick? Yes. Mr. Schiffler? Yes. Hey, we're going to have to uh, cut you from the basketball team. It's not going to work out. Okay. Okay, bye. Click. There you go. I don't, I uh, know they, like when fifth, I was in high school. Fifth grade. They had, audi- like not auditions, tryouts. That's what they call it. Fifth grade. They had tryouts and most people made the team, usually well, because they had played already. Fifth grade seems fifth grade. a little bit young they in cut, my opinion. They to cut be. two people. They cut two people. <laughs> that's my thing. They cut usually, me and Paul Stupka, who was the smartest motherfucker in class and like three feet tall. See, that's the thing. In fifth grade, if you're only cutting two people, oh, usually Jesus what Christ. they do is they allow them to play, but then they just they, bench them just every bench game. Them. No, yeah. didn't even get that. So I never considered myself, I think with proper history, to be an athletic person. Yeah. But things like walking, that's what AJ always says. So I think like you equate, which made, I don't know, it's like your own psyche maybe. You obviously equate something with like, if you're not athletic, then you must be i don't know physically unwell because you're like that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying that's not at all what i'm saying because what you're implying is is that that i don't do anything but then i can knock bonnaroo out of the park but yeah Yeah. but that's not normal most people need to build up to something like that i don't know do they though yeah absolutely if you're a sedentary (sighs) creature and then you go to a music festival where you are walking thirty thousand steps a day yeah it's gonna be tough consider me a, a sedentary person Sedentary? Is that the Sedentary? word for it? Fuck, man. It's okay. I have a master's degree. You believe that? <laughs> Do you see what money can buy you in America? Sedentary? Yeah. Um, um, I don't consider you yeah, a right? sedentary like, creature. I but, move a lot. Yeah, but you also, you have a desk job. See, that's the weird part. That's where I think this, like me and you have a difference of opinion. Because like I said, for you, I feel like that's your line. If you're not then at that point adding in extra, well, then you can't possibly be in in good physical shape. It's not about being in good physical. I was. I think I'm very average. I I think you are. Yeah. No, I think I I'm agree. very average, and I think but for you, you are like a unicorn. Like it's amazing. I like, don't think I am. You can get I think up. You're the unicorn. You can get up and nope. do something physical nope. without issue after not nope. doing anything for. You're six the months. unicorn. This is fucking stupid. We can have this conversation for an hour, but I want everyone to go to our Facebook and our socials. And can you please tell her? 
out of the two of us who the magical unicorn is. How about this? We're both magical No, 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 it's unicorns. fine. But I'm saying it's so interesting because to you, you're like, no, 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 you're magic. And I'm like, no, I think the girl who's constantly in motion and not just as we say out there in motion, but now like you're thriving, right? You're, you're always doing, excelling and doing more and your career and your hobby. I mean, that's the fucking unicorn. Well, I'm the dude who hangs on the couch. I go to work. And then when I, you know, can convince ourselves to leave the house, we go to a music festival. I think that's way more average than what you Well, do. regardless, you got life insurance and I didn't, so. <laughs> listen, listen to her fucking psyche. goes I'm, right I, back I'm to that dying, bullshit. I'm dying, apparently. This is, uh, this goes to show why the really hot supermodel doesn't think she's hot. Why? Because when she was 12, a boy with freckles said, You're ugly! Didn't Megan Fox say that? Probably. I think she said she'll, she's never liked her body. It's the number one piece of advice that I love give. love to have a Megan Fox body. Um, that I give men when they all some point come in and talk about their relationships and it comes up that their woman has body images shocking right it doesn't matter like hey you know i don't even need to tell you about the women because it's, it's every walk of life right and a man because we're such a solutions focused individual we're like so our thing is to be like you're so hot you're sexy yeah. i desire you you're beautiful fuck those other girls blah 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 to which is like, that is like literally buying a fucking timeshare thinking you're going to win the investment lottery. Yeah. that's the, It's a worse use of your effort. There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can say. Men, right? There's nothing you can do to tell your woman. And she, she's she got to figure that shit out on her own. That's her own shit. But for men, we'll be like, but baby, but baby, nothing. Doesn't work. I've tried it with you. I wish I could tell you. Like, I know. I you appreciate know? you. So look, it's you, it's Megan Fox, it's everybody else. But don't don't equate it. Who fucked life insurance? Who cares? I know. I just re- I I've been reading, but life insurance was kind of racked up into one of it of a new way to think about your economics. How many people here? It's a very old school. Um, uh, of all the things you suggest, concept, yeah, yeah. Of all the things outside of home ownership, as a yeah. couple, we've done it's that was probably the most that and our will <laughs> old school, ever. which is a little more necessary, I think, than life insurance. You need a will for sure. Um, but raise your hand if, if I mean, I I think our our average listener is probably somewhere in their forties, yeah, right? Probably. I would imagine. So you're probably uh, worrying, oh, or at least thinking uh, about retirement and all that stuff. And if, if you're like most of us, you've been uh, preached the sensibility of saving and you're supposed to ah, have all this savings and you're supposed so to have cute, 401ks <laughs> and, and pensions and all this stuff. What is this? The eighties? <laughs> I'm just saying How what we you? were, when, when the fuck were you born, bitch? I was no, born. but that's what I'm yeah. saying is we were preached all this stuff by that's, people that's who had I'm it. Saying. Let me get to the point. Statler. Statler. Yeah. Or Waldorf. Oh, I see what you're doing. You know? Am I not allowed to chime in? No, you're fine. It (laughs) it is. It's just funny. It's like, I'm I'm trying to get to it. Hold on. Don't shit on it just yet. So we've been instilled with a lot of these old school kind of things. And you're probably now in your 40s and you're sitting there. And I don't know, maybe for some of you it's worked out. I'm not going to lie. I I got a brother who literally without a fucking breath talked about how his 401k is like maxed out. Oh my God. Like he's worked at the same company for like fucking 15 oh, years. I mean, that helps. And he's allotted the highest allotment that they'll match. And he's like, well, I got that maxed out now, right? 
Or maybe you're someone else and you're out there and you're just trying to save a few dollars. But either way, you're thinking, man, I just don't think this is going to pan out the way it is. I'm reading more and more shit that says, basically, you're right. And if you don't stop thinking how you were taught to think, you're in for a rude awakening. And I'm not saying this like shit talk to boomers because, listen, that worked for you. So it makes sense that you, yeah, would, you would tell us. You would tell that. us. I said that I was arguing with somebody on sense. subreddit the other day. It was on a Zennials page. And everybody they were like, oh, we were lied to by our parents. They told us to go to, to college. They no. told us black. And I'm like, yes and no. I get why you're disappointed. But I'm like, how could they have known? Disappointment? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, di- I'm absolutely disappointed. I shouldn't have gone to college, at least for what I went for. But I'm like... They didn't know. This is what worked for them. So, of course, they told us to do the same thing. It's just a very different time, I mean, and that shit doesn't work. It worked for my mom. My mom went out, and she got herself a, a college degree, and she became a teacher, and she did within the Chicago public school system. And many years later, she left uh, probably with early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. Uh, but she did leave with a pension, um, and, and she was able to, uh, you know, retire in, into the sunset. So for her, the advice of get a college degree and get a job literally worked. worked. Yeah. It worked for her. Now all of us are sitting here who have been there and done that. We're hitting our middle age. We're 40s, and we're going, well, hmm, I got some things going on, but I definitely don't have the infrastructure that they had going no. on. What should I be doing? And, you know, like you said, you bring up the life insurance thing. And I've been reading about these traditional investments where they're like, change your fucking thinking. Yeah. One of them is life insurance. And the life insurance thing they said literally is if you're the man of the house. Yeah. Like, I hate to put it like that. Or even, how about this? If you're the provider. Well, no, it's like my parents. Yes, 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 yes. For my parents, it makes sense because my mom is disabled. Yeah, so like like back in the day. Back in the day before my dad was disabled too. (laughs) Yeah, back in the day. He was the breadwinner. He brought in the money. So the thought is you get life insurance. If he dies unexpectedly, she's got enough to like pay off the house and and live at least for some time. Right, like like, you know, the the big bills that your dad paid for. for, But But that's a very old school way of thinking. There are so few homes where only one parent works. There are some, yeah. I'm, I'm not discounting that, but just in general, most people have to work at some point now. Now, the type of specific insurance we're talking about is called term life insurance. If you don't know what term life insurance is, it's just that, it's a term, it's like a lease. So you get a term, let's say it's 20 years. Uh, you're 40 years old, so we are going to insure your life for the next 20 years till you're 60. And we are going to charge you X amount of dollars per month in exchange for this much of a premium. Now, you set the premium at whatever you think it may be. Like you said, your mom's concern maybe would have been your the cost of the house. So yeah. if the cost of the house, we have 170000 left on the mortgage. Then let's get a, an insurance policy for 175000 yeah. Maybe even 200000 so we have enough to bury dad yeah. uh, and get some new carpet and then pay off the house. Uh, and you kind of work out numbers. They do a health screening on you, which is obviously where AJ is going to get very upset. I'm a little salty. Because then they make a determination based off your health, everything from height to weight to pre-existing medical conditions. But, you know, the things they're insuring. Let's let's be I honest, right? I, I mean, it. this is like when you hear about the Lloyds of London insuring Christy Brinkley's legs or something. I, I get it. I do. I just think it's a little, I'm yeah. absolutely salty about it. Cause yes, I have asthma. <laughs> I get it. Yes. I could lose a few pounds. I get it. But I also work out furiously. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Come the fuck on. So, you know, in a order to help my wife to keep from spiraling on this issue, I did my research 
And I didn't realize, and I knew it was an old school thing we were kind of doing, um, how much of a passe investment it's considered now. It's yeah. considered these days. Uh, as, and so the deal is, if you get a term policy like we were looking at, yeah. if you don't die by 60, all that Dumbs money up. you've paid in just poof, disappears, and well, so I mean, does your life insurance. It's, well, think about all the insurances in your life. Well, yeah, Let's absolutely. think about this. Yeah, it's, you it's, have auto insurance. Yeah. You pay X amount of dollars per month in case you get into an automobile accident. If by the time you, I don't know, stop using that car. You've never gotten, and you've into, never an gotten into an accident. You've, Ge- yeah, you've blown thousands yeah. and thousands of thousands of dollars just in case. Yeah, Geico doesn't give you that shit back, no. right? So, I mean, that's always been the thing with insurance. Insurance is, and I think Chris Rock has a bit about this. It's a what the fuck, it's, it's a you know, policy. Yeah. It's a literal like, what the fuck if this happens in case. Uh, and of course, when it doesn't, that's when you feel salty. But I shit you not to appease AJ and make sure she doesn't get too upset. I was digging around and really finding out about how that stuff they say, take the money. Again, if you're someone, you know, at a certain age. You were going to pay $50 a month. Yeah, if you're going to pay 50 bucks a month to insure you and your wife's life, and let's say you were doing it uh, because your home has a mortgage of 200 grand left, and so you got a 250 policy, they said if you can take that amount and figure out an alternative way to invest it, and of course, here's the part where you're right on hope and faith, Let's say you live the next 20 years. Yeah. They said, go ahead and look at what that money's done for you in those 20 years. And, oh, by the way, you're alive. You're alive and you get to keep the money. (laughs) And you get to keep the money. And that money doesn't disappear when you turn 60 unless you spend it. Let's, you know, let's let's not lie. You could also do this and in 10 years end up croaking. Absolutely. And then all your wife has left is a Bitcoin wallet, you know, (laughs) that you decide to put $50 a month in, right? That is now worth $3. Um, but that kind of flows into another strategy that I'm seeing where they're saying, if you have money in a savings account, like you're never going to win. Yeah. I've heard that. It was, it's, it's this whole new philosophy on. And again, they're saying your parents taught you about saving, right? Think about the first thing you did whenever you uh, had a birthday party as a little kid. And you got some toys, but you inevitably got some cash, right? Maybe a check from grandma. Usually, most of us, our parents would then swoop in like the goddamn IRS. Yep. And they'd be like, hey, if you're lucky, you got to keep half. That's true. But they'd usually say at least, we're going to put half of this in the bank. And you're going to earn interest on it. And that was like a big fucking concept. Yeah. You're like, no shit. I get money for having money? That's amazing. So it's instilled at us in a young age. Yeah. The problem is now we're 40 years old and we're trying to use the same logic logic in a different world, in a way different world where inflation and the cost of everything is so outpacing. And here's the thing, the opportunity for you to be able to invest in a variety of things. And I'm not just talking about cryptocurrency. I mean, anything from vacation properties, real estate, um, stocks, mutual funds, bonds in the U.S., all this stuff is so available to you. Yeah. And they're like, yo, you need to just take your money and do that with it. Because I know you feel safe with a pile of it in your savings yeah, account. sure. But you're, that's not going to win in the end game. Oh, God. Adulting sucks Doesn't so it much. It's kind of fun, though. It's like a video game. Oof, Can you make it to the end stage? I mean, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm just like, whatever. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just 
to it. I'm, I'm 40. I am doing my best. That's and, and that's how you have to look yeah. at it. So don't worry about it, man. You didn't get life insurance. Big fucking deal. Take that money and do something else with it. Fuck those guys. How about that? How about that? I'll, I'll, I'll challenge you to that. Okay. Right. How about this? I will challenge you to this right now. You want me to find where to invest this money? I want the you word invest scares to, I know it does, that's but like that's why, that's shit. why it's going to be fun. Cause we'll follow this on the, on the next podcast. Okay. okay. I want you to look up ways to invest $50 a month. Okay. Cause that's roughly about that's what, about what we were going to love. $50 a month. What? Can you do it 50 bucks? I will. I will research. All right. We'll find out next week. The Pat and AJ podcast network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. Pat and Support the Pat and AJ podcast network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.